Really, it's a way of unlocking a whole toolkit of um, marketing options, like a multi-channel yep. marketing campaign to a real estate agent, really, really simply. So it doesn't require the real estate agent to be a digital marketing expert. And let's face it, you're experts in negotiation, you're experts in marketing, but digital marketing is a whole thing that you yep. can spend years skilling up on. So we kind of remove all of those pain points and make it a really simple uh, exercise. Hi guys, welcome to Property Chat with Lockie and Matt, powered by great friends at Real Hub and Campaign Track. And today we've got a really special guest with us, Stefan Williams, co-founder of Campaign Track, which is, just to give you guys a little bit of background, a real estate marketing company for agents. So they basically help agents to do all of the marketing to get your home out there in the marketplace in the best possible way. Now, Stefan, what we wanted to talk about today was particularly digital marketing. Now, I know that a lot of sellers might listen to this and say, well, yeah, I market, marketed my property digitally or uh, my agent marketed my property digitally. I've got that base covered. But these days it is so advanced and there's so many avenues that you can take in marketing your property digitally. So I guess from your perspective, what do you see as digital marketing in today's age? Uh, that, that's an awesome question, and, and thanks for having me on your show, guys. Easy, thanks for coming. Um, I, I think maybe start with, uh, you know, in terms of how properties are discovered nowadays. Marketing is about making your property discovered by a potential buyer. You know, there's, there's a, more than one way to do that, and, you know, a, a really good marketing campaign won't just rely upon any one thing. Now, it's true nowadays that the majority of buyers are going to come from the online realm. You know, if you still advertise in newspapers, obviously signboards still play an important role for drive-by interest and things like that. But, you know, it's a digital world nowadays. And, you know, the property portals are a way of reaching people digitally. Um, but they reach a certain audience. And these are, you know, are best described as people who are in market. They're actively looking. Mm. They know exactly where they want to look, you know, and they're typing in specific, even down to specific streets and looking at maps, etc. But we also know, if you look at marketing around the world from, a, you, know, uh, you know, how it's done in other categories, um, Google and Facebook, you know, they're the platforms really that power marketing across the planet. So digital marketing in real estate really is something that's started uh, to become more and more common and, and the better agents really are starting to get behind it. And really the idea of digital marketing is to use those platforms, to use social media, Facebook, Instagram, as well as channels like Google and Google search um, to cast the net wider, to reach people who mightn't be looking with those specific searches in those specific, specific areas to reach what are called passive buyers. Um, and a passive buyer is somebody who buys a property when they're not in market. And, mm. and I can speak from experience that most properties I've bought, I haven't actually been in market until I've seen it or somebody's told me about it. I mean, you, you guys yeah. must come across that every day. Yeah, we do. It happens quite a lot. You know, I, I'm not in a dissimilar situation myself. We bought our place through Facebook, as funny as that sounds. But I think it's 100% right that that passive space for a lot of people, you get marketed things all the time that you don't even realise it's happening, you know, whether it be, you know, buying a suit that you've happened to see pop up on Facebook all the way through to buying yeah. a house. Yeah, exactly. And there's some key benefits for a seller in dealing with a passive buyer, especially. I mean, in terms of quite simply the fact that, like you said, in regards to someone online typing in the suburb, they're researching, they know every street, they know all the sales, you know, there's so much information available to buyers at the moment, mm. so much more than they used to be in the past. 
those type of buyers, those active buyers, they're going to be incredibly savvy around price. Mm-hmm. Price is going to be really important that's to them. That's an excellent point. You mm. know, whereas a passive buyer <laughs> coming to a property, it's the property that's attracted them. Yeah, they've fallen in love with it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. so yeah. already yeah. that property is the thing that's attracted them to market. Yes. So there's not necessarily 10 other options for them. Yep. Mm. So it kind of... They don't have the same awareness around the market I've found, generally. Like whenever I've dealt with someone, most of my emotional buyers have been passive. It's been... You know what, geez, that, I remember selling an apartment and he said, that's, that's the apartment I've walked past for so long and always thought if that ever came on the market, geez, I'd, I'd have a look mm-hmm. at it. I happened to see the guy at the ice creamery, mentioned it to him, it was the apartment above the ice creamery. The guy heard about it on his way Bang. past and bought it. Done. You know, yeah. And that's a great example yeah. of just passive marketing. Yeah. You know, that's more the word of mouth, but the digital space. And I know you guys um, have quite a few different products that... You know, that sort of tailor yeah, and target do. that. We do. Well, we call our solution AIM, which stands for Advanced Internet Marketing, and really it's a way of unlocking a whole toolkit of um, marketing options, like a multi-channel yep. marketing campaign to a real estate agent, really, really simply. So it doesn't require the real estate agent to be a digital marketing expert. And let's face it, you're experts in negotiation, you're experts in marketing, but digital marketing is a whole thing that you yep. can spend years skilling up on. So we kind of remove all of those pain points and make it a really simple uh, exercise. Mm. And then, you know, the idea is to use a number of different channels, not just Facebook, not just Google, to blend it together to give you, I guess, the largest reach. In other words, be seen by more people, mm. who, some of which, by the way, will be, will be active buyers, but maybe yeah. they haven't seen that particular listing on the property portal. Yeah. You know, we, we definitely target active buyers as well, but we also cast that net wider to, to target um, passive buyers as well, yeah. too, who you're not going to discover you know, uh, searching the portals. And the other thing that we've found that's really popular nowadays is is what's called out of area targeting. So if you're selling a property in an area where your agent knows, or you might even know that sometimes, and sometimes often, people come from other parts. So mm. for example, you know, you sell- Northern Beaches is us. Like we get a lot of- Yeah, you get a lot of pe- yeah, people from Northern Beaches yes. because they can have the lifestyle that they want, but they can probably buy a better house with the same money up north. And now, thanks to COVID, their bosses said it's okay to work from home. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So wouldn't it be great to say, hey, listen, I would like to show my listing to people in other parts of Australia or other parts of the city or even internationally because, you know, there could well be interest from expats or you know that there's buyers that often Mm. come from the northern Mm. beaches. So if you just rely upon the property portals, you know, you are online, that is a form of digital marketing, but in my mind, a blended campaign that, that combines a property portal listing with some social media marketing, with some Google marketing, mm. some search engine marketing as well, uh, and, and also social media posts, which are different from ads. Mm. You do all of those things, you know, and it's not expensive to do it, but I wouldn't be recommending you just spend $50 on, on Facebook and say you've done digital marketing. Mm. That would be like putting a, a, you know, a postcard up instead of a signboard on your fence. You, $50 only goes so far. Yeah. And um, what we find is that the bigger campaigns just get that much more exposure and more exposure, more people click. And yeah. of that, more people click, more people make yeah. inquiries. And, and, you know, if you're a vendor, think about this. If you just have one more person interested in your property, it's going to mean a better price if that person's battling another person. So mm. creating that competitive yeah. tension. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think the yeah. key thing is that from a seller's perspective, a lot of sellers probably think that their agents are doing this for them. You know, and a lot of agents think that they're doing this as well. Mm-hmm. But mm. the reality is, like you just alluded to, they're really just putting a post on Facebook. They've probably only got 100 or 200 followers on their account. And, and then there's the matter of the algorithms that are meaning that it's really not getting seen by those people anyway. Mm. Yep. So who's actually seeing that post? Yep. 
So as a vendor, so let's say I'm interviewing an agent and trying to figure out what their digital marketing strategy is, what should I be concerned about? What should I be finding out about what that agent does or what their strategy is around that? Well, I mean, if, if I was a vendor, I'd be looking for an agent that has made the transition mentally to the way marketing works nowadays. Now, five years ago, the newspaper was a strong component of every marketing pl uh, program. Some agents are backing out of that, and in some areas, there isn't a newspaper. So if you want to look at, and newspapers, by the way, were very good at finding passive buyers because people would flick through these beautiful mm. property catalogues each week, and every now and again, somebody would jump and enter the market. If you're not doing that, or even if you are, you probably dial it back a bit. You know, I would be looking for an agent that basically gives me a broader reaching campaign. Mm. Uh, and a, a, a Facebook post that's been promoted, 50 bucks or whatever it is, that's paying lip service really. That, yeah. That's not a proper marketing campaign. You know, proper marketing campaign, Digital marketing, Google, Facebook, it's pay to play, right? Mm -hmm. You know, you don't get a lot of free placements nowadays because they're businesses. Uh, but what they sell is they sell access to an audience and some very sophisticated targeting. So, you know, what we do is we then hook into uh, Google and Facebook to make sure that the, the ads that we show uh, are to people who are much more likely to be interested in the property. Mm. You know, they get served correctly. They get served correctly because you can also spend a lot of money showing ads to random people who aren't interested in property or are much less likely to be interested in property. So mm. if you want to know what you're buying when you buy digital marketing, you're buying ad placement on Google and on Facebook and on Instagram and all that sort of stuff. You know, but you're also buying targeting so that yeah. you effectively see uh, that your ads are shown to more people who are more likely to be interested. Yeah. And the agents that do this on every listing, and I think it's inevitable, we're going to end up, you know, is it a year, is it three years, I don't know, but there'll be a time when every agent is going to do a decent digital marketing campaign in addition to a property portal listing mm. on every listing, just like they do a signboard on every listing. Yeah. But I can tell you right now today, 5% of agents are in that spot. Mm. Most agents don't even do it, or if they do it, it's I've done a post and I've put $50 behind it, tick. Yeah. Digital marketing is not a ticker box no. exercise. I mean, it's a lethal weapon. It'll become a standard as professional photos as that came in or floor plans. Yeah. Um, I, you know, I know myself whenever I'm making a campaign, some of the things I think about are reach and frequency. Yep. So how far is it going? How frequent? Because as we've talked about, you know, an ad in the paper is good, but it only lasts a week. Yep. If you're doing something online, you do have that benefit of placing that ad for one, two, three, four weeks, as long as you campaign. And, you know, for an auction campaign, you need as, as much um, consistency around that as you can so yep. that come auction day they're constantly thinking about yeah. it and I know from an agent's point of view as well I've often seen or spoken to a buyer who's been extremely active and they've said oh you know I've seen it on realestate.com but then it followed me I saw it on Facebook and then Instagram yep. and then saw it in the window and it just felt like it yep. had to be and yep. I guess it's all those sorts of points to try and help someone buy it and the benefit of the digital marketing as opposed to you know some of the more traditional forms of advertising is that this is measurable so measurable. Yeah, well, that was going to be my next point, and and neatly said because you know uh, if you if you do a letterbox drop, and I'm not saying that that isn't something that you know what doesn't work in some areas. A lot of agents swear by, it, but you don't you can't measure that. You don't know how many people have just picked it up, chucked it in the bin. You don't know how many people have looked at it and read it. Mm. But digital marketing can tell you that because if somebody clicks on an ad, you know. If somebody once they're there spends a bit of time and flicks through the photos. You know, if somebody's yeah. gone, oh, it, I can see it's open next weekend, I'm going to add that to my calendar. You know, so it, it is trackable. Yeah. Uh, and I think, you know, if I was a vendor, I'm going, oh, well, you know, um, 
digital marketing, I don't know if it's worth investing in. Well, well, firstly, we know it is because we've seen so much data to show it does shift the needle on interest in properties. And you shift the needle on that, meaning more buyers. More buyers means more competitive tension. You know, vendors are going to get end up with a better price. Mm. Um, but the fact that you can see what your money's buying, so it, with our product in particular, you get a report uh, that's a live reporting dashboard. You can go on any time you like and see how many people have seen your ad on yeah. Facebook and on Google and how many have clicked and even, you know, how old they are, what yeah, gender they the are and, and where they are in the world. You know, not down to individual houses, unfortunately. Yeah. No, that's not yet. Not yet. That would be an invasion. <laughs> but if we've all got, like, I think everyone, I would say most people these days, not everyone, would have a smartphone. And some people might decide to use Samsung, that's on them. But I know with the iPhone, I can't speak for Samsung, but it will pop up and show you your screen time. And I would say to any vendor out there who sits there and says, well, I don't know whether digital marketing is going to be something I want to heavily invest in outside of your normal you know, real estate domain portals, have a look at your screen time. See where you're spending yep. a lot of your, your time. I would say most of the people I know, because I, I will pitch this in the room, I'll say, pass me a phone and I'll show you. And you'll see Facebook. Instagram, yep. Google, all those sorts of things show up as they're, they're most frequently used. It's like used. between 20 and 40 hours a week per person in Australia. It's crazy. It's crazy, right? So, yeah, I mean, I guess that's, that's, that's the point of digital marketing is when people are actively looking, they're on the portals. You know, you watch your property on the portals, 100%. When they're not looking, even if they are in market, they're on social media. They're looking at the footy tipping website. They're on Gumtree looking for a new lawnmower or whatever. Like, show them ads when they're doing stuff mm. in, in their normal life because they actually spend so much more time doing that than mm. they do even looking at portals, even when they're actively in market. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. crazy. So You can switch real estate mode on like that. You know, like yeah. for a lot of people, I think especially in today's world, with just how quickly we have access to things, I remember speaking with Frank once and just saying, you know, to, I bought a pair of shoes and it showed up same day and the service the whole way through in terms yep. of the follow-up was incredible. It's starting to, to fall that way with houses. People are expecting that same level of service so you have to be able to keep up with that. Yep. But the other thing is too, is that people are viewing so many properties now, especially when they are searching online and it's about making that memorable. Mm -hmm. So I'm sure we all know, know this experience, you know, you go and look at one item on any online store, next minute you're seeing pairs of shoes for the next four weeks. Yep. Why are people not doing that with homes? Or as you say, why is only 5% of the agents really yeah. tapping into that? Yeah. So how much, I guess, benefit do you see to a seller in having that emotional connection build with a buyer over, let's say, the four weeks of an auction campaign because they keep seeing your property throughout their, their digital world for mm. the next few weeks? Well, I think you've, you've neatly touched on, I guess, a layman's description of what's called remarketing, mm. also known as retargeting. It's exactly that thing where you've gone to a website and you've, you know, maybe you didn't buy, but then you start to get chased around the internet by that same thing or other things from the same seller. So remarketing works in exactly the same way and, and our solution taps into that so that if somebody clicks on an ad, hey, I'm going to show it to you again a few more times so that you can see it. And it definitely does move the needle uh, in terms of starting to bond with it. The other thing too is that uh, you know, a good digital marketing platform, and, and, and ours does this, um, will not just have one ad, it, it has multiple ads. So maybe I might show you the living room shot, and then a couple of days later, here's, there's the view, or mm -hmm. there's the pool and you start to see a bit more of the property. Um, and I do think it's important to remain top of mind. Yeah. Um, and the other thing too is, you know, when you, when you look at the role of say, social media posts versus ads, uh, ads um, work better than posts in terms of targeted, you know, getting to people. But posts are something that 
are on people's web page, uh, um, Facebook pages. And so it sort of forms part of a portfolio. But both of those things people can comment on and they often do. So if mm. somebody comments on or likes an ad or they get tagged in on an ad or a post or whatever, one of the things we do is that we make sure that during the campaign we auto comment on behalf of the agents, so it looks like the agent's doing it, mm. about every open home and the fact that the auction's coming up so that those people get a reminder. Mm. And the beautiful thing about that is that, once again, it's another way of reinforcing, bringing people back. Um, because, you know, maybe one, one showing's not enough and maybe, you know, they initially dismissed it, but then they went this weekend and they went and looked at a whole bunch of other properties and they're looking at so many properties, you don't always remember their addresses, etc. And none of those ones did on the weekend, you know, did it for you. And it's like, oh, I wish I could remember that name, mm. that, that one that I clicked on last week, etc. There it is. Mm. Yeah. So it's that. You're, Adds you're that social proof aspect yep. a lot of the time as well. And I think the, the um, big thing for me was always, I know marketing spend has been something a lot of vendors have really tightened up on lately, you know, and I, I'm conscious of the fact it's a big outlay with no guarantee of a sale. You know, naturally we're in a good market at the moment, especially regionally, properties are moving quite quickly and your marketing spend, and there are a lot of vendors who fall into the trap of thinking, well, because they're moving quickly, I don't need to make that spend. Mm -hmm. And I disagree with that point heavily, but that's probably something we'll get into in a minute. But my point was more so up until sort of late 90s, it was common that a vendor would spend up to 1% of the value of the property marketing it. That's no longer the case. I, I would say my average campaign and average price, average price would be about eight fifty nine hundred, and the average campaign would be three and a half thousand. You know, yeah. and you think <clears throat> if you just spent that extra fifteen hundred or two thousand, how many more buyers would be introduced to the property? How many more people could we get through the home? Mm. Well, it would just be huge. I mean, the amount of digital marketing you can buy for even a thousand dollars is extraordinary. I mean, mm. you can do a half decent digital marketing campaign for $500 and we've got campaigns that started under 200. I would only do that if I really did have a budget challenge. And if I yeah. had a budget challenge, I would also make digital marketing one of the things that I didn't challenge. I would go, well, what else is on the list? Mm. Maybe we don't do the letterbox drop or maybe we don't do this or maybe we don't do that. But I certainly wouldn't be bulleting uh, digital marketing. Mm. Um, that's for sure. Um, but you know, think about this, if you get one other person interested in a property and you've got two people fighting, you know, the, the needle doesn't move $1,500, does it? No. It moves... You're an auctioneer. Yeah, how, many times have you, how many times exactly have you won right. the marketing back per bid? Exactly per bid? right. And that's what I was about to ask you. You touched on competitive tension a little bit earlier. And I think it's important for a seller to understand the difference that every tiny incremental increase in marketing can add to competitive mm -hmm. tension and what the sort of benefit that can be to them. And you, you're absolutely mm. right. If we get one buyer extra on auction day, it can make a monumental difference. It makes a monumental difference if you've got seven bidders, but what kind of difference does it make when you were only going to have one? Yeah. Well, and, then, and that person, if you've only got one and, bidder, and that second person, they have all the power. E exactly yeah. right. You know, and, and so many times as well, you will see a buyer turn up on, on the day that has made a connection with it very, very like recently. Mm -hmm. And a lot of that can be down to just, like we said, a passive buyer, good placement, but there's pure luck in that instance. Whereas what you're talking about is trying to really, I guess, you know, hunt down those buyers. Take luck out of the and equation. And take luck out of the equation, yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think, you know, the, the percentage return that you can get off that investment, getting one buyer is gonna be, you know, 10, mm. 10 times the investment. I mean, it doesn't take much, even on a cheaper property to get an extra 10,000 if you've got two people 
both want well, to. It's the same as styling, right? When we've met with Cocoa Republic, there's not a measurable amount, percentage or dollar-wise, that you can give a vendor when they say, well, you know, or when they ask the same question, so, what, you know, should we style it? What's the return on investment going mm -hmm. to be? Well, can't give you that. All I can, you know, all I can say is that given its track record, this is what it's done time and time again. Yeah, well, and it's so different with every single property, but I think a lot of vendors, are, you know, will have to come around to that. It's a trust factor, the same as putting a new kitchen in and, mm. you know, knowing that you've spent 50, if you just made 50, you got out of it okay, but in most times that's not going to be the case. No, I, I agree. I mean, you know, if you want to take the long term, you just put a signboard up and just wait for the phone to ring. Yeah. But, that's, mm. but that's passive marketing. Mm. You know, if you want active marketing, you need to be, you need to cast lines in the water. You mm. know, you need to try and get to more fish. Yeah, if you want a big fish, you need a big net. Yeah. Exactly. But yeah. we're, we're talking about attracting people. The one thing that I've always said to sellers is that I guess if you look at some of the biggest brands in, in, in the world, like let's just take Nike for example, mm -hmm. what is the reason why someone will pay $100 for a white t-shirt with a tick on it as opposed to a white t-shirt without the tick? And it's purely a brand. And they've created that brand over decades and they've created that brand with incredible marketing. You don't have the luxury when you put your property on the market of decades to create a brand around your home. You've only got a short time, maybe yep. three to four weeks. Mm. But I think it is important, of course, to create a, a brand, an atmosphere, mm -hmm. a, you know, what, what your mm. home's all about, because that's what will get the emotion the buyers. Yep. And I think that's something which you can't do anywhere near as effectively with things like a brochure or a signboard as you can with digital marketing. Yeah, I agree with it's, that. Yeah. It's cleverly done. I mean, I, I think right now, you know, if you're going with an agent that does digital marketing, you know, you'll, you'll have the advantage of being, you know, one of the few properties that is digitally marketed in your area. At the moment, not many agents do it. Mm. So that's an advantage. You know, over time when it becomes normalised, you'll also have a different advantage that the remarketing audiences that are built up will be bigger and therefore more powerful. Uh, but either way, it's definitely a benefit to the vendor. And, you know, I think that we've seen, as you pointed, mm. uh, campaigns coming down in cost. And the key driver there probably has been the decline of print advertising. Yeah. Uh, at, you know, at there's none in our area now. There's none in your area now, no. exactly. So, you know, if if uh, two years ago your average campaign was three was five thousand dollars now it's three thousand dollars, it's three thousand dollars now because two thousand dollars worth of opportunity to spend has gone away mm. and nothing's filled its place. Mm. So if I was a vendor, you know, if an agent didn't get digital marketing um, or didn't at least present it to me, I'd be concerned about that agent's understanding of how people discover property mm. nowadays, mm. Um, because you know there's certainly not going to be, you know, doing your property the most justice, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, and I think for a lot of people heading down that path with marketing, it's about wanting to make the commitment, but it, it takes a bit of trust. So I think for a lot of agents, it's it's about making sure they've got something that's been measurable and taking it back out to the client to say, well, these are the numbers and that's the benefit. If an agent, or sorry, if a homeowner who is heading to market wanted to have their agent use the product, is it available for them to speak oh, with 100%, their? 100%, yeah. Uh, CampaignTrack.com, yeah. <laughs> product placement. Yeah. Um, yeah, any agent, it's available to any agent and yep. any brand. Uh, it's a really simple thing, you know, the agents don't need to be digital experts. It's like mm. they don't know how a signboard gets made, but they know that they order it yep. and they approve the artwork and it ends up outside the property and looks schmick. It's yep. the same thing. Yep. There's a lot of moving parts and you don't want agents worrying about trying to do it themselves. If an agent's doing it themselves and they're spending time doing something that they aren't an expert on no. and they haven't got all this amazing technology that we built, millions of dollars 
with the technology that's doing all the heavy lifting, yeah. with the targeting and the ad artwork creation, etc. They, they should spend that time on negotiating, on yeah. you know, prospecting, yeah. hitting yeah. the phone, doing the old-fashioned stuff because yeah. you know that's that's their primary role. Because it takes time. Like I, I have when that um, sort of first became a. I suppose a big factor was um, like social media marketing and um, you know like even when Facebook promotions were massive and this was kind of before ad manager where you would just hit boost and it would really have some good reach but I remember just the, the creativity that it takes per property per post to make it different than justice to just sold justice to just sold was really difficult and it got to the point where you're spending 45 minutes now I've just had a look at the other day um, the ad manager and how confusing that all is to try and run and you know credit to Facebook they've, they've created a great business opportunity for all different businesses and and to you you know to you guys as well because it's something that I think it took me about an hour to navigate how to even create a post that would get some form of reach yep. to where I wanted it yep. and it still didn't perform because by the time I hit run it said there's an error with your post so mm -hmm. I would have been better off spending that time on the phone I think so yeah yeah well, Savannah, it's been really good talking with you. Thank I think you. when we started the podcast, the main goal was to try and help sellers make better decisions and buyers as well. Yep. Um, so hopefully um, some sellers out there will take it on board and maybe challenge their agents to yeah. you know, embrace it and move forward with the technology sooner than uh, perhaps they are at the moment. So. Yeah. That's true, guys. I really appreciate it. I love your format. Uh, I follow your podcast. It's really good. You should listen to some of the other episodes. Uh, those of you tuning into this one. Appreciate it. Good job. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks, Thanks so Stefan. Much for joining us.